0: Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 44, featuring a review of the semi-new film The Wolf of Snow Hollow from the year 2020. I am one half of your hosting duo, JP, podcasting on this November 29th, about to be the 30th of November, 2020, uh, podcasting out of Southwestern, PA. And joining me tonight, as always, is my co-host, also podcasting out of Southwest PA, Carly. Welcome back to the show.
1: Hello. Welcome back to you as well. Seems like we just recorded because, well, we did.
0: See, I say welcome back to the show as if you are a guest on my show.
1: I'm we're co host buddy we coexist on the show
0: i know i said that last week and you didn't notice and i said this week and you didn't notice i would probably i just wanted to spell out the joke for you since it kept going over your head
1: it's it's not a joke dude i'm pretty sure that's not buddy i don't think i don't think you're telling it right (laughs) it's funny it's no because you're just saying welcome back to the show i just take it as like yeah here we are again welcome back yeah no I, I take it as you being nice
0: it's funny because you are i'm treating you like a guest
1: no you're no buddy you said as always because before right before that you ruined it because you say as always i am with my co-host carly also <laughs> podcasting out of southwest Pierre or whatever no, i just don't
0: said. think you understand comedy <laughs>
1: No, dude, you just failed because you didn't set it up right.
0: I set it up properly.
1: You're so stupid. Why? Because you're like, oh, it went over your head last time. (laughs) Like, you're trying to make me look awkward. Like, you're trying to think, all the listeners are thinking, oh, poor Carly doesn't get it.
0: You make yourself look awkward.
1: No, I don't, I swear.
0: What's your middle name? Allison. Awkward. Oh. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, did we, I feel like we just recorded.
1: We did, I just said that, because I think, thanks.
0: Um, when?
1: Uh, Thursday, I believe. Wait. Yeah, no, no, Wednesday, actually, because, um, Thanksgiving was on Thursday, so we recorded on Wednesday, because you, because I was off on Thursday for Thanksgiving, as were you, and we were able to record on Wednesday
0: right. night. So... Yeah, we uh, got, had a quick turnaround on this episode, but um, we should be, like, caught... Like, for a while there, we were putting out episodes, like, almost a full week after we had recorded them. Yes. Yeah. It was, like, weird. Like, I don't know when that exactly that happened, but it got kind of jacked up. And I feel like then we were, like, even further behind, like, ten days behind or something. But um, after this one, we should be current because this one will post this week in a couple days and then we record again this week uh, mm-hmm. on Thursday and that <laughs> will post next week yes so yeah um, the one thing that has kind of been difficult with this show is recording schedule uh, I basically with when we when I'm running 22 shots uh, weekly, pretty much only have one other day to record every week for the most Mm -hmm. part and it it does become a little bit rough and then I'm always if, if it's ever Sunday I'm always like extra lazy on Sunday and I'm like can we do it another day
1: yeah and like you know I always say I don't mind recording if I don't work the next morning after you're done with work but then I feel like because sometimes I like to fall asleep early and then sometimes I'll be sitting on the couch watching a move and it'll be 10 o'clock and then I'll start feeling really sleepy so I have to like try to do things until you get home it feels like but we managed to do it I am proud of us because we've not really missed any shows this year for the most part
0: I know and when we did like miss we like caught up by having like two recording like two in a week or something yeah. The only I think the only true like missed thing that we never caught up for was when we went to uh, the drive-in at, uh, on our trip because we just yeah. didn't have a day to do it. Um, so I think that's like the one true one. But then there might have been another where we kind of got behind a little bit. But yeah, I think we did the math, and and if we continue along, we should have 50 episodes by the end of the year, which would be just under two. Just, just with two misses, essentially. I think fifty-two weeks in a year, right?
1: I think, I think so.
0: It's kind of crazy yeah. to think about that, you know. Th- we're in the forties of episodes already.
1: I know. It doesn't feel like it.
0: I mean, by the end of this year, we will be one fourth of all twenty-two shots episodes.
1: Yeah, buddy. Crazy.
0: It is crazy because that show's been going for seven years. In fact. Yeah. As of right now, like this very moment, one minute, minute ago, would be, I think, the anniversary of 22 Shots. The start.
1: Dang, crazy.
0: Yeah, I think our first episode was recorded on the 30th of 2013 in November. Mm-hmm. And I think it posted on the 2nd.
1: Dang before i met my buddy
0: yeah i think i was 20 or wait now 22 years old at the time yeah
1: yeah younger than i am now
0: pretty crazy man pretty crazy time has flown but not really i mean that that does feel like a long time ago like i can't even remember Mm. i feel like a completely different person from back then yeah for sure i mean jeremy is completely different yeah I feel like yeah. moods is kind of the same
1: yeah moods always has the same sort of personality to him so
0: yeah but it's funny because i think he was what like 32
1: yeah th- probably yeah 32 or 33 something like that
0: i'm almost to his age that he was when he started that and now he's like 40 yeah spooky it is spooky i don't even like i I don't like thinking about that it's just yeah yeah let's move on (laughs) right (laughs) so how was your five days since we last recorded
1: um it was all right um thursday i got kind of bad news in the morning but then on i had a pretty decent thanksgiving so can't complain i ate food and uh Saw my baby cousin, and I was happy, content with that. Um, did you have a good Thanksgiving?
0: Yeah, I ate a lot of food on Thanksgiving. Um, actually, well, it was it was didn't. good and bad, because uh, the Steelers were supposed to play on Thanksgiving, and it was supposed to be a really big game against the Ravens. Um, that got pushed back to today, but then it got pushed back to Tuesday, which I'm actually more happy with on Tuesday than today, hmm. so that i guess that's a little bit better but uh yeah thanksgiving i i kind of i don't know i just i I slept a lot on thanksgiving like i don't know i i know that it it, it's kind of known that turkey makes you sleepy i'm pretty sure that's real you say it's fake but i'm pretty sure that's real
1: i think it was debunked
0: buddy i don't think so
1: I mean, eating in general makes you tired. I know, but I think
0: there's something specific in Turkey that makes you sleepy.
1: Yeah, but I thought that was... I don't know, buddy. I feel like when I was in high school, they said, like, that's not real or something. Like, a science teacher or some shit.
0: Okay. Do you trust science teachers?
1: I mean, they went to college and stuff and they taught me. They tried to teach me science. I don't know.
0: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Anyway so yeah i slept a lot i wanted to what did i I wanted to watch something uh either like blood rage or or another like type of there's not really many thanksgiving horror movies out there Mm. i think blood rage is probably the most popular i've only seen it one time so i kind of wanted to revisit it and then the only other movies that i think of for thanksgiving are thanks killing what are you doing in my fingers oh. <laughs> uh thanks killing have you seen thanks killing no really you've never seen thanks killing
1: dude why would i watch thanks
0: killing i just figured that would be because it came out in that the era where i feel like you and your friends would have like it's like the birdemic era
1: Yeah, I remember when I first met you, you were telling me about Thanksgiving because I told you I hung out with my friends and watched like Monty Python and stuff like that in the room and everything as a double feature. But no, I never I never watched it.
0: Yeah, Thanksgiving is actually one that I do enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's it's really funny. Um, There's like a great Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre esque scene in it, which is really funny. And then uh, the the thing that I always think about with *Thanks Killing* is how good the score is. Like the score, like the theme music for *Thanks Killing* is like super top notch. And the movie's like you know super low budget and like bad acting and stupid. But yeah. it's fun. I'm not gonna lie, it is a fun movie. I've never seen *Thanks three though. Right right
1: yes buddy i know they skipped the sequel
0: yeah but okay so you got blood rage and you got thanks killing
1: i've never seen blood rage either
0: was knives out did that take place on thanksgiving
1: i don't think so because it comes up
0: when you search thanksgiving movies oh really yeah but it could be just that it came out on thanksgiving like
1: Yeah, I didn't think, I forget, I don't remember how that movie like began and everything because I think they're all at dinner or something, but I don't think, I didn't think it was on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, it's also not really a whore hair movie.
0: No, but it's, it's like about murder. Yeah, it comes up when you type in Thanksgiving movies. Huh, I I don't remember. I did just pick that up on 4K.
1: Ooh cool i like that movie
0: yeah no it was good that was definitely one of like the big surprises for us on that Mm -hmm. sort of um year last year yeah and then um there was that into the dark episode from last year called pilgrim Mm. and that takes place on thanksgiving cool but the other things that i think of uh thanksgiving uh horror oh christy do you remember that one
1: i didn't see that one
0: uh that one came out in 2016 and i remember liking it and it's one of those films where i feel like if i watched it again i would probably like it a little bit more Mm. um it is a about a girl who stay like it's thanksgiving break and she stays on campus and there's like a slasher killer that's cool yeah and then, um, and then uh, there's one. Uh, apparently, Boogeyman, the 2005 one, is also set on Thanksgiving. Or it comes up with Thanksgiving. Dexter. I
1: just Dexter. I just Dexter. bought. Dexter. Uh, uh, oh, I just bought uh, the Boogeyman at a Goodwill recently, so I shall have to watch it and see. I haven't seen it since. it came out probably and i remember it not being that good of a movie but i don't remember it being i remember I the doing.
0: beginning being good and then literally like nosedive after that
1: i don't remember it at all for the most i just remember like hating it when i first saw it so uh i'm curious to re-watch it and see what even happened in it
0: <laughs> um, the thing
1: about these 2000 movies is like a lot of them are very like weak in my
0: memory so and then oh, this is another one uh Thanks. of course the eli roth trailer yes thanksgiving yep <laughs> <laughs> uh i think that's about it um so the other types of movies that i think about watching for thanksgiving is like the hills have eyes hmm. and texas chainsaw massacre
1: because they're family movies
0: (laughs) yeah so like texas chainsaw massacre because of the dinner table scene it always just feels like thanksgiving to me yeah and then um the cannibal elements Mm -hmm. because it involves eating right so those two kind of
1: yeah that makes sense
0: i think that there needs to be more horror movies that take place on thanksgiving
1: yeah, I mean, I don't really... Yeah, when Thanksgiving comes around, it's not my goal to watch a Thanksgiving horror movie because there's just nothing really... I haven't seen any of them when I think about it. So.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there's a, there's a few that have, like, a scene during Thanksgiving, but it's not, like, set on Thanksgiving. Right, right. Um. So, yeah, uh my Thanksgiving was okay. I watched football and ate a ton of food um twice twice I ate, yeah so like I, I ate dinner and then like I had a second dinner later
1: You're stupid no I um I actually didn't even eat that much to be honest but like I got like one big plate of food and ate all that and that was kind of it then I like ate maybe one more roll or something like that but I didn't eat as much as I usually do which is okay because I didn't feel sickly
0: afterwards i love that feeling oh i don't know buddy not like i only love it if i'm like relaxing and like watching football or something
1: yeah i have no interest in doing any of that but uh yeah thanksgiving is just for eating (laughs) not football
0: well it's it's for giving thanks as well
1: no it's for eating and football no it's not for football it, no it uh, really is
0: for fo- like fo- like thanksgiving and football like just go together
1: no i don't know dude I, I like i was sitting on the couch and my cousin put on avatar the last airbender not the movie What's the actual What's wrong
0: with your family
1: my cousin as in like my eight-year-old cousin it's not even like my real cousin but like what a anyway
0: dumbass
1: body stop we didn't want to watch it. We just kind of were sitting on the couch, and she was like in control because it was her house. So
0: if somebody I mean, tried yeah. to put, no one watches put football on on Thanksgiving. I would be really upset. Dude, that's just depressing to
1: me. I hate when people are like, "Oh, Thanksgiving for is for sitting on your couch and watching football." No, it's for going to your family and like, yeah, with the family, with your family
0: and watching football.
1: No, dude. Like, Back when no my one.
0: family did Thanksgiving, football was always on
1: my family doesn't like this side of my family doesn't really watch football like my dad's side is into sports but i realized like recently that not not even the guys in this side of my family my mom's side are really into sports or anything like that like i never see any of them watching it or being into it or like wearing any attire for it it's kind of weird i
0: don't like that i don't trust i like it
1: i do i do
0: (laughs) (laughs) so anything else I mean, I, uh, went, I went on a Dollar Tree hunt on Friday, the day after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Man, I was looking... Like, if you go to Blu-ray.com and check out the forums and, like, the Dollar Tree uh, thread, they post, mm-hmm. like, all the, f- like, finds at Dollar Tree. And, like, the stuff that people find is, like, so amazing. Like, like these amazing Blu-rays of stuff that I, like, actually want. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I go to four dollar trees and don't find any of that really i mean i did find a couple of cool titles i'm not gonna lie like there were a few but for the most part it's it's i don't we don't get the i think we get like decent dvds but like the blu-ray selection we get is usually crap
1: yeah i uh didn't really go on a hunt like you did this time around because you kind of went for me, and so that a lot of the stuff wasn't that good, which is unfortunate because they got a lot of moves in this time around. But it seems like they got more kids' movies than anything at our Dollar Tree's. Um, I did go to the one, uh, you know, the town over, um, yesterday before I went to my friend's house, and I picked up five movies, but they're all DVD, like. Mm-hmm yeah they do have blu-ray but not i don't think there was any horror blu-ray or anything like that at all
0: for some reason they had a lot of bbc yeah yeah i didn't know what those were like at first i was like second guessing if they were even horror Mm -hmm. or if they were if they or if they were even movies i mean like i was like is this like a show like what is this
1: yeah, I think one of the ones I actually picked up was one of the BBC ones, and it was, like, Ghost Story, Turn of the Screw, and it said it was, a, you know, adaptation of the Turn of the Screw story, which is kind of call callback to our early episode where we did the turning and all that. But I, I wasn't sure either. I'm, like, curious to see what it even is. But I picked that up. I grabbed that I'll Take Your Dead movie because Screen Factory DVD and everyone says good things about that. Picked up witchcraft. It just looked kind of cool. Um, picked up some bad-looking ghost movie and uh, one called Recovery, which I think Watson actually said was he enjoyed. So
0: I think I got around fifteen or so, but I don't remember what any of them was really.
1: Yeah, I'm not um, really going as hard anymore. Where I just buy every single one that looks scary. Cause yeah,
0: I'm not either. Because like a lot of those bad ones, I'm I'm, I'm not grabbing, but. <laughs> uh, so, that's that's basically all I really did, did over the week.
1: Yeah, um, I well, I actually went to the movies yesterday without you, and ironically, the movie I saw was called Buddy Games, and you and I are known to be buddies, so it was kind of sad not having you there, but it was a comedy, um, so it was justified that I went by myself, but mm. uh, yeah, I went went and saw that movie with my friends and it was pretty cool and i'll talk about that i'll review that when i go through what i watched but other than that i uh, just went out to eat today and um yeah that's about it that's about all i've done since what wednesday so
0: all right well uh let's get into what we've watched it's probably going to be a shorter show for us because um, i didn't really watch much but uh you go Maybe. ahead and go first
1: right um let's see here all right so first up as per my survive five i watched a movie called glass trap i think you gave this to me one christmas um yeah uh, i
0: had two copies
1: yeah and the one you gave me was in one of those green lime green cases that you had (laughs) that you were using but yeah this movie uh, is essentially about i think it might be an asylum movie maybe not it might just be a low budget type of movie but it's a killer ant film set in this building uh where these characters that work in the building get trapped inside and there is these like mutated ants that are trying to get to them and kill them and they're trying to get out uh it's got Thomas Howe in it he's like the only actor I really know and uh I, I watched this once before since you gave it to me I watched it probably three years ago or whenever that was and uh it's not that good of a movie at all it's very um you know low budget uh the are CG and they look horrible so it's kind of comical at times uh the acting is pretty bad um t- just like very cheesy not that well written dialogue at all um there's actually a character named Carly in it uh I know I I feel like I keep watching low budget movies where there's characters named Carly so I wish they would stop using my name but anyway um it's it but it's kind of a fun movie it's very easy to watch like I'll say that it's not that long uh it's uh kind of like I said it's cheesy kind of laughable at times so it, it you know in that respect it's not the worst thing ever but I gave it like a 4 out of 10 I mean it's not great um then after that, like I just said, I watched Buddy Games. Well, that, that um, that's
0: a uh, <laughs> that's a Fred Olin Ray film. What's that? Um, uh, he's a director, pretty pretty big Schlockmeister. Uh, okay. He did a couple of horror movies in the '80s, um, mm-hmm. like Scalps mm-hmm. and Alien Dead and the Brain Leeches. Uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers, Alienator. Um, But then he did like a ton of uh, like softcore films for like HBO or like Cinemax or something. You know, Mm -hmm. like those types like Bikini Pirates and and Bikini Agogo and uh, Bikini Chain Gang and stuff. But he's directed like a ton of movies like Big Schlockmeister. I think he's done like 150 different movies over the years he actually was uh one of the directors on demon cop oh oh, didn't you just watch that right
1: yep cool well not cool this movie sucks um anyway um but then yeah after that i saw the buddy games in the theater um and this was a movie that I didn't really hear about, but it has, uh, Nick Swartzen, Swordson? I don't know how you say that guy's name. You know what I'm talking about, the, like, chubby dude who's in, like, Adam Sandler movies, and he's always, like, a background friend character. Always kind of plays, like, a gay character. But, uh, like he's who? in it. What, buddy? Like who? Like, uh, have you seen Just Go with it? No. like i said adam
0: sandler movies
1: that's an adam sandler movie
0: okay like give me one that's not
1: grandma's boy
0: yeah but i don't it's been like like forever
1: uh what else what else has he been in um oh oh uh in click uh he's the guy who works at bed bath and beyond at the beginning and the end
0: what's his name
1: nick swardson dude if you look him up you know who this guy is i'm trying to do yeah. I think I might be saying his name wrong, but.
0: Mm, he doesn't look he always, familiar.
1: Are you kidding? Oh my. Buddy, he's in the bench warmers. Um, yeah, I see that.
0: A, Jack and Jill yeah. Grandma's Boy. Yeah. He doesn't look familiar to me.
1: Alright, whatever. But, alright. Uh, he's a comedy guy. And, uh, who else was in this? Um.
0: Olivia Munn.
1: Olivia Munn, yeah. Uh.
0: Kevin Dillon. from
1: dude from psych and uh stuff like that so you know there's those people and oh yeah kevin Dillon. i forgot about him but it's basically a movie about uh these buddies uh kind of remind me of grown-ups in a way where there's like that camaraderie stuff going on and uh they have these games every year just kind of like these ridiculous um what do you call it obstacle course type games and uh the one dude sheldon uh aka shelly he's always kind of winning at them and then the one year the movie opens up with this one year where there's an accident involving shelly and then you fast forward five years down the line and uh shelly turns out to be not doing that good he's on like suicide watch and everything he's just really depressed so uh his the one dude uh bob Shelly's mom calls him and is like hey you have to get him out of this slump you should bring back the buddy games and he's like it's been five years we're all changed and uh but he gets everyone back together to compete once again and that's kind of how the movie is they go back to like the area where they competed and everything and they're trying to reconnect um I thought it was funny I laughed throughout the whole thing uh, I was getting pretty negative reviews but I I don't know I have a sense of humor I think a lot of people don't um but i will say the story like the story i could see problems with that like it's a little bit choppy and storytelling um feels a little bit underdeveloped in some aspects um so i can definitely see that but i don't know i was laughing i was expecting it to be horrible but i like i thought it was kind of hilarious at times so there were a few cringe scenes i'll say that there were a few moments where it was trying a little bit too hard but uh, i had a really good time with it um Give that, like, a a 7.5 out of 10. Then after that, I watched Lingering, as per my 2020 watches. uh, AKA, I think it's called Hotel Lake. Um, It's a Korean movie. It's on Shudder, and... uh, Is it a Shudder
0: exclusive?
1: Yes, I believe it was. Um, I think it might have just came out on there, if I'm not mistaken, but... Uh, This one was basically about uh, this older sister brings her younger sister to their aunt, quote-unquote. It's more like a close friend to their mother who passed away. Um, And the older sister brings her to the aunt's hotel that she runs because uh, she's essentially trying to set it up for the little sister to live there because she just can't really take care of her and uh they don't really have anyone left in the family and she doesn't want her to be you know an orphan and end up in an orphanage and everything like that so she brings her to this aunt's house uh aka the hotel and um while they're there trying to you know get to know the aunt and make everything comfortable there's some creepy spooky stuff that starts happening and she starts to think there are spirits in the hotel and they start kind of talking to the little little girl and making themselves known to the older sister as well um i was I watched this one last night and uh fell asleep, finished it in the morning. I was pretty into it uh when I was watching it at first. Uh, I thought there was a lot of creepy moments in it. Uh, I think that's something that Asian films always do well um just a lot of those creepy sort of jump scares where it's not in your face. It's just kind of like someone happens to be standing in the background and you catch it out of the corner of your eye type of stuff. That's my favorite type of scary in a movie, I just think it's really creepy, so it had a lot of that going for it. But, um, it kind of got to a part point where it started to just kind of get slow and a little bit boring. And uh, some of the story was a little bit wonky, in my opinion. So I felt like it started out strong, and then I was just kind of like to the point where I was over it, and uh, the story just kind of not necessarily falls apart. I don't think it ever really falls apart, but it just gets a little bit like, okay, what's really going on here? Can we get on with it? So, yeah, but I liked it for the most part. I mean, I gave that one a 7 out of 10. And then, uh, finally, for what I watched, uh, another 2020 movie I just watched on Netflix called Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. Um, This is, I believe, a Polish film, and uh, I just watched it
0: Belgium. What is it called?
1: Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight. I don't know. Either way, it's dubbed. And, uh... But it's about, uh, you um... Oh, you're right. It is Polish. Yes, I am smart. Um, it's about a bunch of teenagers who are addicted to technology, so they're sent to this program in the woods. It's pretty much is like rehab. Is it in Polish? No, it's dubbed in it's English. dubbed. Yeah. Um but they're sent to the woods, and, uh, they're going on this big hike, uh, they had to leave their cell phones and everything behind, and while they're on the hike, of course, uh, there's a killer in the woods who, uh, kind of stalks them, but I thought it was gonna be, like, a straight-up slasher, but there's, uh, you know, kind of becomes a little more of a slowish story, um, to be honest, I really didn't care for it too much, um, It had a lot of nods to, like, 80s horror and stuff like that, which I appreciated. And I thought the acting was pretty good. There was some decent gore in it as well. Um, I thought the killers looked, uh, good, decent, uh, but I was kind of bored by the story, to be honest. Um, just wasn't really what I was expecting. Um, the characters I didn't really care for either. Just none of the kids really were that appealing to me. Um, so... Uh, I definitely just didn't like this one too much. It just wasn't uh, very interesting to me. I gave it like a 6 out of 10. So, and that's all I watched.
0: All right, very short. Um, Okay, so the three titles that I watched this week, um, I did watch one other thing, but I'll be talking about that next week and then then my blind spot. Um, But the three films I watched besides that were... Uh, the Diodato films for 22 shots uh, for the end of Italian Horror Month, which today is the last day for Italian Horror Month, um, the 30th I don't, that is.
1: I don't know if you noticed, but I kind of gave up on Italian Horror Oh, well, I noticed,
0: but the oh, only okay. reason I didn't say anything is because I wasn't doing any extra watches. Oh, okay. Good. So, um... The first one was Jungle Holocaust from Roger Diodato. And uh, this one's from 1977. And probably one of the earliest of the Cannibal Jungle films. Uh, the first that I know of is Man from Deep River, which is an Umberto Lindsay film. And it's actually pretty good. Uh, of course, the most notorious and well known is Cannibal Holocaust. Have you ever seen that? No huh
1: i don't like like these movies sound so stupid to me i don't want to watch something called jungle holocaust what it just sounds hor- like make up a cool title like don't sleep in the woods tonight or something i don't know
0: i guarantee you jungle holocaust is better than that movie
1: But I, I, I just also i don't like cannibal movies they really gross me out
0: that's the point
1: i know but i don't like being grossed out to where i feel like puking
0: okay well so you like when you want to be scared you just want to be frightened you don't want to be scared
1: yeah it's not scary to me it's gross and scary like like,
0: if i'm gonna be grossed out i want to be grossed out to where i'm about to throw up
1: (laughs) i don't want to be grossed (laughs) out though is what i'm saying i don't like that like i like be i like being scared by movies not grossed out
0: okay um I mean I, I don't love being grossed out either. That's not really my thing, but uh Jungle Holocaust follows a group of uh I don't I think they're looking for oil. It doesn't matter. It's a MacGuffin. Just gets them to the jungle. Uh and they're playing malfunctions and they're basically there. Uh and then they're stuck there, and then there's like a tribe of natives that capture the dude. Um and the crew, and, uh, basically, you know, keep them captive, but they also are cannibals. Uh, this movie, I think, is a pretty good jungle, uh, adventure cannibal film. I think that it's probably, I think, maybe the second best that I've seen. I've seen a handful of these, probably, like, eight, probably, like, seven or eight, I would say, and, um, I think this one's, like, right under Cannibal Holocaust. It actually has, you know, a bit of social commentary. It also has this element of, like, being trapped, which I think is a pretty nice element. Which I guess Cannibal Holocaust kind of does too, and Fair Ox as well. But this one, um, I think is done a little better. It feels a little more realistic. There's some really interesting scenes in here with, like, um... Like they think he like they they hoist him up on like a rope, in one scene is actually pretty terrifying, and then uh, yeah, there's some nasty gore in here. Um, it's pretty good. I, I, I liked it. There's there's not a ton of cannibalism, so it's not too gross in in that sense. It, it's really weird though because like, in, in w- when they first capture him, he. They like pull off his clothes and like the natives are like tugging on his penis, but they like show it and it's like, Ew. it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That actor really went for it, man. <laughs> Tell you that. Uh, But yeah, I, I really like that one. Uh, I think that'll be out by the time you hear this. So I think I could say my ratings, but I gave that one uh, like a seven out of 10 and then the second film i watched uh also rogerio diodato was like the one that i wanted to do on the show for the last six years and that is house on the edge of the park from 1980 starring david hess the one and only Next. have you ever seen this
1: no i've always wanted to though
0: it's uh it started as a last house on the left sequel and it eventually became more of like its own thing and kind of kind of still similar to last house on the left is it's basically last house on the left just in a different setting and different types of stuff but it follows david hess's character i think his name is alex and he has a friend and they're like mechanics and they get invited to this uh they, they like help these people out whose cars like broke down and like they did a massage because they were closed and these people invite them back to the party they're having a party but they're like these high class like ritzy people and uh basically david Hess kind of takes over the party at, at razor blade point and commits a bunch of atrocities It's a really good movie because one thing that I really like about it is it's a lot deeper than people probably give it credit for. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, there's like this sociopathic nature with David Hess. There's this weird, uh, relationship with him and his friend Ricky, um, who is sort of like a little bit mentally challenged ish, but not like super a lot, just like kind of this subtle um like slower character that kind of looks up to david hess's character um david hess is brilliant in this movie it's it's probably his best performance uh i I'd, I'd probably say um you know krug was really good in last house on the left as well but this this definitely rivals that mm-hmm. he's basically playing the same character but minorly different I think this movie is arguably better than last house and I think that it the, the filming and the setting and the acting and like the characters are all probably better um it's 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 pretty brutal at times uh I had one problem narratively the the narrative structure I think is a bit weird in the by the end but out of like all the types of Italian movies out there, I think this one is probably, like, one of the more digestible for you who's not, like, a huge Italian horror fa- fan. Yeah. Like, I know you like Demons, for example, which, in my opinion, is, like, a great gateway Italian horror film because it, it feels pretty American, in a sense, but different. Um, yeah. Also, the films of Michele Suave are probably good picks. Stage Fright, The Sacked the church and cemetery man mm. uh those are probably good gateway ones um and then some argento films like suspirium phenomena but this one is if it, it, it's probably one of the most uh american feeling films it, i think it was shot in the late 70s and didn't come out until the 80s so it has that 80s um or that 70s style to it still um and then the score is really good, and the music chosen is really good. Uh, it, it I, I mean, I, I love this one. I've only seen it twice, but it, it's definitely uh, high up on my list, especially amongst Italian horror films.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in general, too, it is, it is a really good horror movie. And I think that everybody should see it. If if you've never saw House on the Edge of the Park, it, it's definitely worth your time. And Pretty much love it. Pretty much love that movie. Um, I gave it a 9.
1: Cool. Yeah, I definitely want to see it one day.
0: Yeah. And then uh, the final film of the Ruggiero Diodato uh, episode was Body Count from 1986. Uh, Surprisingly, this is a film that I skipped over in my 1986 prep. I actually didn't watch this. But it's basically... A slasher film uh it's supposed to be set in Colorado, I think, but I think the entire thing was filmed in Italy, but it's actually a summer like a summer camp, but it feels like the fall kind of, but it's a camp slasher
1: uh-huh
0: and it's it is a slasher like it's not like a giallo like it's it's feels like an American slasher oh good, and David Hess is actually in that too oh um it's kind of stupid in a way. Uh, Basically, these young adults or teens go up to this cabin-type area where there's apparently like a ghost, uh, a Native American-type ghost, like this Native American shaman. But they refer to it as a shaman in the movie, which is funny. (laughs) We make a big joke about that on 22 Shots. But yeah, it's kind of a supernatural-esque slasher but kind of not at the same time it's it's a it's a lot messy and i think the biggest problem with it for me is the characters are so weak like you don't get to know them at all you you can't you don't know who's who nobody has uniqueness to them which is i think like People often give the Friday the 13 films um, crap for having one dimensional characters like the, the slut and the um, smart, the, the nerdy one and, and the preppy one and stuff. But I think that in slasher films, those archetypes exist for a reason, and it's to quickly let you know who somebody is in a short mm-hmm. amount of time yeah and I think Definitely. those I think those archetypes work for that reason, even though they do get played out at times. I yeah. think they're still effective then especially when you put them side by side with a film like this, where there's none of that because then you just have random people that you don't know anything about, at least if you know that somebody's the nerd, you can kind of build. A character based off of what you know a nerd is in your own head and fill in the blanks but when you just have a random person it doesn't really work that way and I think that the Friday the 13th films are, are vastly underrated when it comes to the actual characters like there are some great characters in, in Friday films but like from a mainstream perspective they're just generic slasher characters but I think back of all the unique characters of the Friday the 13th films and think about, like, wow, they really were, like, kind of unique and, and cool. You know, a lot of them were. Some of them were yeah. kind of plain. But, like, even, even like, these throwaway characters who were literally just there for a body count, like the the two greaser guys in in Friday 5, right? Like, they're memorable. You don't know mm-hmm. anything about them. You wonder why the hell they're dressed like that, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, or the the chick in Fr- I keep thinking of Friday Five.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, they have. the... I think that whole movie is just memorable characters who are there right. for a split second.
0: Yeah, but like you know, uh, Friday Four with Ted. You know yeah. his computer thing and stuff. And, and honestly, Friday Four probably has some of the more developed characters out of out of so out of most of them. But. Mm-hmm. I digress. Um it it's kind of a it's kind of a weak slasher, but it still has some level of entertainment because hell, I never really and, and I said this on 22 shots, but when I think of slasher films, the worst thing you can be is too bland and and average and and not have anything unique about your film, right? Like, you think of a film like Slumber Party Massacre, and you're like, oh, that's the one with the driller killer, you know? And you think of, of Madman, and you think, oh, that's the one with the theme song and and, and the Madman Mars, you know, and yeah. the and the based on Cropsey. Or yeah. you think of, you know, Sleepaway Camp, and you're like, oh, that's the, the trans one. And, th- I mean, there's th- dozens of examples, right, that the The ones outside of Friday the thirteenth, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the one that's about the shaman. you know, so there's something there to be memorable to me. And I think mm-hmm. that goes a long way in slasher films i I love slashers They're my favorite subgenre, so to me, that stuff kind of matters, you know, right
1: i'm a big uh, slasher buff myself so i understand
0: right uh this film in particular i don't think really got a release uh i think to this day it still doesn't have like a a dvd or blu-ray in the u.s so it is a little harder to see Mm -hmm. uh but i didn't i didn't think it was great it was okay um at best i gave it a six out of ten Alright. Alright, and so now we're going to move into my blind spot, which was E.T. the Extraterrestrial from the year 1982, I believe. Yes. And this is a Steven Spielberg film, I assume? I actually didn't look, but I assume he directed this? Yes. Yes, he did. Um okay so uh, basically it opens up with a spaceship landing and uh, these little creatures come out of the spaceship and then there seems to be some sort of government or or FBI or CIA type uh, people like men in black type people who show up and the spaceship has to get the hell out of there real fast but they leave one person behind Uh, then we cut to a family uh, mother played by Dee Wallace uh, we have a young Drew Barrymore, I assume
1: yes, buddy.
0: okay, I didn't look up the cast. I just it looked like her,
1: yeah, I think that was her first rule,
0: yeah, um,
1: or maybe not. I don't know mm, I don't think I
0: would be a couple years later, I believe
1: yeah, I'm not sure actually I might be it act- wrong. like
0: you know like kids sometimes don't like li- little kids don't look like how they do when they grow up well yeah Drew Barrymore does
1: (laughs) yeah she does
0: uh so yeah you know what um Drew Barrymore and Scream actually looks least like Drew Barrymore to me
1: I yeah I agree with that I think it's that haircut just like shaped her face very yeah differently
0: yeah um so we have this family and there's like a young kid and uh his older brother and uh his younger sister um played by Drew Barrymore and essentially he kind of happens upon E.T. and then he learned he like wants to keep E.T. and you know he they teach E.T. how to talk and stuff like that and E.T. just really wants to go home. He's homesick. Yeah and uh of course the bads the government the cia men in black type people want et because hell it's an alien and they're like yo we gotta study this thing and uh, you know the family tries to get in the way and stuff and 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 that's basically your story i actually didn't expect to like this movie just because i i knew a lot about it i mean it's et like i'm sure everybody's heard about it and knows scenes from it and, hell i knew phone home and stuff like that well before i've seen this obviously mm-hmm. um i did own it on vhs as a kid and sometimes it would be on the tv but i never really would watch it because it just didn't it didn't seem like something i would like which is funny to me because like i love spielberg <laughs> like the, the mm. it is so cool how like spielberg creates worlds right like they like a lot of his movies feel the same and it's like magic mm-hmm.
1: yeah for sure
0: like just the kids riding around on the bike and like the the circle drive neighborhoods and stuff like that i just love that stuff man it, it just it feels so awesome to me yeah uh and i really like that aspect about this movie i could see watching it now if you've never seen it it, there's some really cheesy stuff like that comes off you know a little cringe because it's almost like a little too sappy in a way but i'm I'm, I'm gonna be honest i did feel pretty sad when when et was like drowning in that puddle all gray looking Oh, no. Because at first, like, the whole time I was like, damn, E.T. is ugly. Like, this is one (laughs) ugly-ass thing. Like, the whole movie. But then when he was, like, gray and, like, in the puddle of, like, the stream, I was like, oh, poor (laughs) E.T.
1: Right. Yeah. Um,
0: And you do do buy, like, the childlike wonder and, and, you know, the, like... And actually, you know what? A scene that was really effective in this movie was when they're in class and and they're dissecting the frogs or they're like about to kill the frogs to dissect them and i'm like i was like did we really do that like i always seen it in tv and movies and stuff and cartoons and and shows but i'm like did we is that like a normal thing we did like dissect frogs it's pretty messed up like that would never fly today but uh i do actually remember when i was in elementary school they did it so i never did Uh it But I remember, like, the sixth graders when I was in, like, first grade were doing it.
1: I dissected something in, uh, I think it was a bird or something when I was was in high school.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Can you still do that? I mean, Jesus. Yeah, it
1: wasn't a frog. It was a bird. And then I know the advanced class, which I wasn't in because I hated science. They did, like, a brain for something. I forget what. Ugh yeah
0: anyway when all these frogs are in these little jars and stuff it made me sad feeling and i'm like
1: yeah
0: i'm like dude and and the uh lead kid i forget his name um he was like the lead he oh uh, Tom- them all What's henry
1: that? thomas henry thomas
0: okay so it's elliot then yeah uh, elliot lets them all go and i was like cheering him on i was like yeah let's go man and like you could see that he's like a good hearted young lad like he 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 he's looking at those jars and he feels bad everybody else is just putting the cotton ball in with the chloroform and, and he's looking at it and he's like you can see there's a lot going through his head when he's looking at that little frog in the jar and i like that scene it's a really effective right. scene it's a good movie. It, it, it really is. It's, it's, it's a good movie. I think if I saw it when I was younger, I would obviously love it by now, but I, it obviously didn't connect with me like that, but I still thought it was pretty good. I gave it a 7.5 out of 10.
1: Oh buddy, I am glad you liked it. I haven't seen it in years, but I just figured it is one that I feel like everyone should watch in their life.
0: That was actually a perfect blind spot because that that is a popular movie that I haven't seen. You know, that's kind of the a little purpose of the blind spot. Like yeah. a, a popular movie you've never seen. Yes. And then um Oh, I wanted to mention in Jungle Holocaust, like one of the rough things about those jungle cannibal films is the amount of like real animals they kill
1: no yeah that's another reason why i don't want to watch yeah this. there's
0: a there's a pretty brutal um animal death in that one that, that honestly was like one of the worst for me we we had an argument on 22 shots where one person was saying that it wasn't as bad as some other ones and i was like it was bad it was like worse than those to me but anyway um let's do let's pick your blind spot for next week all right which is this week yes all right so it's getting kind of skimpy on the picks available uh 13 rocky 11
1: super bad 10 batman returns
0: it's december
1: okay i'll do it okay Alright, so Batman Returns 1992.
0: Which is weird. Because, uh... Didn't I just have a 92 one last week?
1: Yeah, there was a few 92 movies on yeah, the yeah. uh
0: okay, okay, so with that said, let's jump into our featured review, which is The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Do you have a yes. synopsis on that?
1: Yes, uh... A stressed out police officer struggles not to give in to the paranoia that grips his small mountain town as bodies turn up after each full moon. Uh, Directed by Jim Cummings and starring Jim Cummings.
0: And written by Jim Cummings. Yeah, whoever that is. He's the lead actor, buddy.
1: I know, but like I just mean.
0: Well, you said who is he?
1: I mean, whoever that is, as in, like, is he Well, he's popular? the lead actor. I know, he's the lead actor. I'm saying, is he popular? I'm funny. No, you're not. That wasn't funny. Why? You're just trying too hard.
0: What do you mean?
1: You wanted a reason to say, I'm funny, so that I would say, no, you're not. No. Yes.
0: No. Because
1: Watson likes it.
0: <laughs> do you think you're I pander welcome. to Watson?
1: Yeah, he's the one who, he, like, tells, he gives us feedback sometimes.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you start off because I feel like I just talked a lot, so tell me what you thought.
1: Alright, um, yeah, so this movie was kind of odd. It was, like, it it was a horror comedy, for one. It, It wasn't anything that I thought it was gonna be. When I saw the cover and the title i don't know something about it i thought it was going to be like a slow burn movie about a wolf like in the winter or something like that i don't know but it's like more.
0: it it starts off like that like the beginning of the movie is like this slow shot where it's like establishing the the winter and the cold and and then there's like a kill and stuff and i thought it was going to be like a slow burn like werewolf like mystery.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was thinking, but it's actually pretty like in your face, kind of fast paced when it really gets into it. Um, Shot kind of weird. Like it'll go from one scene to the next. And then some scenes I think are like dreams or like, they're just out of place and stuff well, like that.
0: There, there's some intertwined scenes where we're seeing two, yeah. two things happen at once, but during different times
1: yes so um, like
0: we, we we might be seeing uh one character in the daylight talking about something while we see what happened the night before and it's cutting back and forth yes which huh. is an interesting stylistic choice yes. i'm not sure if it works or not or i like it or not though
1: which brings me to my opinion i did not really care for this movie too much really yeah i none of that really worked for me the comedy aspects didn't really work for me cuz i thought i i just felt like there was moments that could have been like kind of dramatic like with him and his daughter and stuff like that and i was into that but then it gets like killed by being like very frantic and like something funny will happen to like kind of ruin it and it's just i i'm just so sick of the horror comedies for one thing and uh but just in the movie i didn't really like the that storytelling where it's like someone's talking about something and then it's like cuts to what's actually happening and then uh there's even scenes where it's just kind of i I watched this a few days ago so i can't remember exact details but just a few scenes with the main character um i understand because it's it does i mean it does play well showing that he's kind of stressed out and he has his own personal Demons, this police well, he's officer. He's a
0: former alcoholic. He's a yeah. recovering alcoholic.
1: Yeah, and uh, which honestly,
0: if I'm a hundred percent honest, I didn't really buy that. Me neither. He didn't feel like an alcoholic.
1: No, he didn't. But he's dealing with that, and he's dealing with the stress of the job and i do think that's good you know there's scenes where he goes to the crime scene and everyone's kind of coming at him being annoying and all his officers are saying like i think they're saying this is what happened and then you have random people saying like how could you have let this happen and then you have i think his dad is like the what chief that he's like stressed out about who actually died in real life yeah which is sad but um i don't know dude it just didn't really work for me like i saw so many people giving this movie mad props and by the time it was over i was kind of like i was waiting for the good movie to happen and it didn't happen for me
0: i did crack up at a few things like whatever like i i actually do like jim cummings and his his funniness a little bit like to me, whenever he like free, like flips out and he gets like really mad, I did find it funny. Like when he's, you know, saying to his daughter <laughs> when when he meets his wife or whatever in the diner, mm. I forget what he says, but it's it's funny. I, I I I did think that it was funny. And then when he tells his daughter like you're you, you know effing mad, your mom's gonna be at me <laughs> or something, <laughs> I I thought that stuff was funny.
1: Yeah, I just like, see, that scene in particular, it's like, it could have been, I, I like when she's all like, F you, dad, like, blah, 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 But like, to me, it just gets, it's like very abrupt and then kind of kills it. Because I'm like, that could have been an emotional scene where she's telling her dad he is a piece of shit. But then I forget what happened. I think it might have just cut to the next scene or something after that. And that was kind of it. And I did not care for it.
0: Hmm, I don't know but. about that.
1: And no, I'm telling... That's what happened. What? What do you mean you don't know about that?
0: I don't think it was, like, abrupt.
1: Okay, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I'm just saying, like, I... Or or something funny happened that, like, killed the moment for me.
0: Uh... What?
1: I'm telling you my opinion. You can't say, I don't know about that. I'm, tell- no, I'm, I'm just say- telling I'm you. I'm saying,
0: like... I don't think the comedy was the issue in this movie. Like, I don't think those scenes were the issue in this movie. I, I think didn't think
1: this comedy was funny. Like, I just didn't like it. Mm. I didn't think this movie, like, I just didn't. See, wish. I thought
0: those scenes were funny, though. Like, those were the ones that were funny, but I just felt like the comedy in general was a bad move. Yeah, like, it was a bad move. Those scenes I thought were funny. I
1: just. Like, yeah, when he okay. gets really
0: mad, I, I thought those were funny.
1: Yeah, they're kind of funny, I guess. Just I don't know. It just feels jarring to me, the whole move.
0: Um, I don't think so for me. Like, I don't think it's jarring. I just Like, think the guy's it's...
1: acting is weird.
0: I don't like it. Just yeah, it's like frantic. Or...
1: Yeah, I just don't like
0: it. I, just... I don't know. It, it, it doesn't,
1: work. It doesn't work, work
0: for me. I didn't have a problem with that. I think there's bigger problems than that in the movie. Um, For me, I think that... I think that the story is interesting enough on its own to where the comedy kind of derails the interesting aspects of the film and you start not taking it serious. But if you would have played this film straight, I think it would have been a really fun werewolf film. Because the the atmosphere and the setting are good. Like, I love the snow and the town that it's set in, and I love the mystery of it, of them trying to find out who the werewolf is, or if, you know, they, we obviously know, like, what's happening, but they don't, they're just basing it on, like, the clues at the crime scenes and things like that, and you could have had the turmoil there with his dad, and you could have had the turmoil there with his daughter, and you could have had the turmoil there with the town's people blaming him and his, his uh the other police officers like thinking they know more than him and stuff like that um but i feel like whenever you add in like all these comedy comedic elements like i i don't i feel like it takes away from like the cool atmosphere and setup that you brought in
1: oh so basically everything i was just trying to say
0: well no because i do think that those scenes are funny i just feel like they're out of place in what could have been a cool movie without them
1: That's what I'm trying to say, though. I didn't think like I just didn't want any of that in this movie because I thought this could have been a cool slow burn werewolf movie in a snowy setting and it would have been great. Mm -hmm. And like I just wasn't in the mood. Like I'm just like I'm not here to laugh. I'm here for a horror movie and I'm sick of a horror comedy.
0: Yeah, but you just loved a horror comedy and freaky.
1: Yeah, that was more comedy to me. I mean, I, I don't know, dude. It's just like, uh, it just seems like that's all that I'm getting. The, like, The Dark and the Wicked was such a nice turn of events where it was just very Bleak eerie and, and menacing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I want more of those. I feel like we've gotten more of those throughout the past few years, and this year it's just like everyone's being goofy and ridiculous.
0: See, I don't know. Maybe I I, I didn't think that this year was overly comedic, personally. I can't, at least off the top of my head. Um, I but I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that, like, this one I wanted to like so much because I, I did think that there was a lot of cool stuff with the plot. But I, just, I, I agree with you that the comedy, I don't think it feels jarring. I just feel like it's the wrong decision. Like, it doesn't feel out of place to me. It does feel like it belongs in this type of movie based on what we see. It's not like the comedy comes out of nowhere. Like, it's established early and it continues on. I just feel like that it was a bad move.
1: Yes. Agreed. Bad move. This move was a bad move.
0: (laughs) I actually even kind of liked what they did with the end. Even though I I don't 100% buy it. Mm Mm-hmm. But... I thought it was interesting, and I didn't really know how it was going to play out. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm with you on this one in general, though. Like, I'm not as high on it as... I i, I mean, I'm seeing eights, eight and a halves for this one. Yeah, mostly. me too. Mm-hmm. I'm not coming in that high. Yeah, me neither. Okay, so, um... I guess... Letterboxd Reviews? yeah
1: all right. So Harley Quinade gave this a one star. Let's see what does Carly Quinade like? Probably a bunch of dumb shit. Um favorite films, Logan, in the Loop, Gone Girl, Practical Magic.
0: Yeah, not a horror fan. Good for
1: you. okay. It says the acting is decent and it's always nice to see Ricky Lindholm, but the film is a messy, annoying Fargo wannabe. I've never seen Fargo. It tries to be witty. It tries to be engaging. It tries to be quirky, but it fails on all fronts. The main character is insanely obnoxious. The actor did a good job if his aim was to be completely infuriating, but why make this character a protagonist? Good job, Harley
0: Quinn. I, oh, one thing I will say, I really did like the daughter's acting. I thought she did a good job.
1: I do agree with that. So, that was a one-star review, and now a four-star review by C- Seigel, Seigel, whatever. His favorite films are Lola Amadeus, Amadeus, Punch... Amadeus,
0: whatever, dude.
1: Amadeus. Amadeus, whatever, dude. Punch Drunk...
0: Amadeus. <clears throat>
1: Punch drunk love, and minutes.
0: So not a horror fan.
1: I guess not. Okay, so a thrilling small town serial killer monster murder mystery that, instead of pulling back from the story, leans in harder in order to focus on the character trying desperately to stay afloat at the center of it all. The only true way to know any human's innermost essence is by their reactions. Jim Cummings' character is no Marge Gunderson. I don't know who that is, but he does, He knows that, and he's trying. What I find most masterful is how deeply we care for the policeman that is the protagonist. I didn't give a damn about him, and we may even emphasize with his stress and frustration. No, screw you, dude. He is often the butt of the joke, yes, but because he is an idiot, but because he is so profoundly, relatably Oh. Yeah. Well. Okay. Relatively human, despite the entire situation clearly being exasperated by the absolute lack of competence caused by these very shortcomings. Jim Cummings is a master of displaying the issue of a patriarchal pa- pa- patriarchal pa- pa- society, even one run by the most innocent masculinity. R. I. P. Robert Forster.
0: Right. Um, okay, so I'll come in with a, uh, I don't think this is a bad movie, I just think that it could have been much better. I gave it a 7 out of 10.
1: Right, yes, um, I, you know, it's not, it's a watchable movie, whatever, but it just wasn't for me. I don't think it's bad either, but I don't think... It's worth as high as it's getting. I give it a 6 out
0: of 10. Alright. So that is our review of The Wolf of Snow Hollow. A little disappointing. Because I was looking forward to that film. Yeah me too. And I actually think that it has like some of the better settings. And like the snow really. Like I love that town. I Like I wanted to see a horror film set there. A werewolf film. So kind of that really disappointed me a little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. i agree
0: so yeah uh next week uh we are going to cover the craft legacy from 2020 a group of high school students from a coven of witches a sequel to the 1996 film the craft that's the description (laughs) (laughs) that's horrible yeah you know what um weird they made a sequel to the craft that's all i'll say for now yes uh do you like the craft yeah
1: i do i've only seen it twice but i think it's a pretty good movie
0: yeah it's one that grows on me like every time i see it like i grew up with it like i watched it a bunch when i was a kid but i never really like thought it was great or anything but Mm -hmm. the more that i've seen it like the more that i like different aspects about it so Uh, We will talk about that next week. The Craft Legacy, uh, a Blumhouse film, just released this past October, about a month ago at this point. So, we'll see you guys then. Peace. Peace out.